all our co-laborers in the gospel and to our members, friends, officers, we are elated this morning to greet you in the name that is above every name. I want to personally thank Ken for a great job. Thank you. Appreciate that. And thank our choir and truly thank our um, members who have come back home, Dr. Curry and Gene Curry and praise God and Candy. Thank God for all of you. Truly God is an awesome God. This morning we're going to be talking about correcting the connection. Turn to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. We're back in surgery. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 14, I like to read down to verse 16. Wherefore I desire that ye faint not at my tribulation, verse 13, for you, which is your glory, for this cause. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, here it is, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, that you may be strengthened with might, his might, by his spirit in the inner man. Correcting the connection. Disconnections are not always discerned immediately. That power can be disrupted by a loose connection. A light bulb may flicker until it's tapped by one's hand and tightened. Only when it's tightened will that bulb work the way it was designed to work. Or a plug may be loosed in a receptacle and can cause a, an appliance to go out until the plug is fully plugged in to the power source. The problem is not the power source. The problem is that there's been an interruption, listen to this, at the point of connection. And spiritually, many believers in Jesus Christ, although they're saved, they have a loose connection in their faith. Their faith light keeps flickering up and down, in and out. One week you're happy, next week you're sad. One week you're holding on, next week you're ready to give up. Not only do we see a flickering in our faith, but our fractures and our feelings dismantle us. And we really don't understand what the problem seems to be. This book of Ephesians, written by the Apostle Paul, 
this, as well as Colossians, is a prison epistle, meaning Paul was in jail when he wrote these books. And it's interesting that when we look at this book of Ephesians, the makeup basically is simplistic. It talks about the wisdom of God, the talks about the walk of God, the warfare of God, the worship of God. And Paul begins to teach us that at the point of salvation, we were given a presence, a power, a paraclete, amen, a perfecter who prays and promotes the peace within us. That the Holy Spirit is one of the mysteries of the book of Ephesians. The first mystery is the uh, breaking down of the walls of petition between Jew and Gentile and bringing the two into one to be one body. The second mystery is the mystery of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that we actually have in us all that we need to be fulfilled. You, you don't have to pray that God would send it. It's already in you. Can I get a witness? And, and, and one of the things that we need to understand is that God wants to heal our hurts and reconnect our loose connections. Paul prayed two significant prayers. One we covered in core in Colossians 1, chapter 1, verse 9. It was a prayer of education that, here's what Paul said, don't turn, that ye, he said, my prayer is that you, church at Colossae, will be filled, and the word filled in the Greek means fulfilled, that you will be fulfilled in Jesus, in all spiritual knowledge, understanding, wisdom, that everything it takes to fulfill you is in Christ. And he, he's giving us an education, philema is the Greek word, for the word will, that you and I would be filled, fulfilled with the will of God that's in Christ. Now, let me stop and, and park and pause because uh, man's tendency is to look for fulfillment in the wrong places. Money, pleasure, pride, position cannot fulfill you. Once the Holy Spirit took up residence, no, no, no such animal. We can only be fulfilled in Jesus. Can I get a witness? There's nothing in the world that can fulfill you. There's nothing, amen, from Madison Avenue, Wall Street that can fulfill you. There's nothing in the lottery that can really fulfill you. Nothing can fulfill you but that which is in Christ. And, 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 and so in, in, in Colossians, the prayer is educational. But here in Ephesians 3, the prayer is, listen to this now, and it's interesting, it's not educational, it's comprehensive. All right. And we're going to deal with that because what Paul begins to do is that God wants us to be strengthened, listen to this, in the inner man. That God wants us to have a comprehension of his love, liberty, and life to the point, listen, that all of our issues, all of our, uh, uh, all, all of our mess is, listen, driven away 
by him. By, by, by him. By, by, by him. Now, the reason this is part two to part one, which was last week. Last week, we were in Ephesians chapter two, verse one, and Paul says, and you, you being understood, who were dead in trespasses and sins, hath he now quickened, made alive. Remember that? We, we established, Bruce, we were dead men walking in wickedness. We were dead, doomed, damned, disobedient, totally depraved. And the phrase totally depraved in systematic theology means there's, no, there's nothing in you that can even do good. Totally depraved. But God, God comes along and God waits till man is at his worst state. God, God waits till we can't help ourselves. God, God waits till we're full of hell, no good, smoking our garments, on our way to, amen, to, 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 the, to the lake of fire. But God, who's rich in mercy, comes along and quickens us, makes us alive. The unsaved are walking as zombies. They're walking as dead men in their wickedness. They're going to hell. Those of us that are saved, we're not walking in wickedness. But here's our issue. We're, we're not dead men walking in our wickedness. Now that we're saved, we're dysfunctional men and women walking in our wounds. Nobody wants to deal with this. Certain denominations claim that once you get saved, everything goes out the window. That's a lie. Religious folk can be some of the meanest people on the face of the earth. I, I didn't say saved, I said religious. Listen to pastor. They'll say praise the Lord and they'll cuss you out. They'll roll their eyes and won't speak and then take communion. Do I have a witness? They got a form of godliness but no power. The fact of the matter is, is that God gives us a picture of the sequence of events, don't turn, in John 11, when he came along four days after Lazarus was dead, Mary Martha's brother, rigor mortis set in, amen, uh, decomposition set in, the body was stinking, and Jesus comes along, it's a picture of salvation. Jesus says, Lazarus! Now listen to this. He called him Kaleo in the Greek, come forth. The Bible says Lazarus got up and started walking towards Jesus. That's Ephesians 2, 1, Bruce. He called us out of darkness. Yeah, and, and, and translated us to his marvelous light. And on the way to Jesus, stuff started coming back into sequence. But the problem was Lazarus was still bound with grave clothes. So Jesus said, Lucy. See, turn to your neighbor and say, I need to be loosed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still got grave clothes on. We, we, still, we still walking like a mummy. Can I get a witness? All this hell that's in us, all this stuff that we bought in our duffel bag from our history and our hurts, all the psychological, emotional, and mental stuff that we've been living with all of our lives. And the worst thing you can do, Candy, is be in denial that nothing's wrong with you. 
to be in denial is to be deceived. Yeah. Last week we threw out all this stuff and it's, it's, it's a lot. I too have wounds. We're wounded. History hurts, habits, hindrances. I'm wounded. With me, perfectionism, where I am working and working and working overtime to achieve a worth that I can't ever reach. Performance driven. Escapism, where when certain things come into the proximity of our lives, we already have an escape hatch. One of them is denial. We, yeah. One of them is, one of them is dysfunction and displaced anger. You, you blame on somebody else. What's wrong with you? There you go. And, 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 and we dealt with people who are just irrational, people who, who are just mean-spirited. People who will do ministry and, 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 and yet uh, the other side of the coin, they do ministry, but they rough and tough and, and, and messed up and, and, and yeah, 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 yeah. And, and everything, whether it was abuse, rape, whether, listen, whether it was uh, a molestation, whether it was something in your past that happened, amen, everything goes through that paradigm. It affects our righteousness. It affects our reasoning. Yeah, it affects our relationships. It affects our rest. And, 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 and we said that these dysfunctions, God didn't necessarily touch nor move them when we got saved. They are subsequent to salvation. Do I have a witness? That, um, amen. This stuff is so interwoven into our being. You got people that within themselves claim to be lonely. They'll, they'll read love books and look at love pictures all the time. But the very thing they wish for, if it ever gets close, they move from it. Because there's something in them, yeah, that amen, moves away the very thing they desire to have. There's fears, phobias. Yeah. I want to be loved. Well, until you're healed, you can't be loved. You won't know what love looks like. You can't, you can't receive it. You, you can't give it because your system of reasoning is messed up. My God. Whether it's intimacy or self-hate, shame, Jesus comes along and quietly, therapeutic healing, progressive therapeutic healing, he begins to identify these areas he wants heal. Here's a rule of thumb, how you know you're wounded. It's hard for you to separate yourself from all the other data coming in. In other words, I say Kent did a great job. Somebody here is saying, I ah, wasn't that great. 
because your wounds cannot give him credit because your name is not being called. I'm, I'm preaching up in this place now. I'm preaching up in this place. If a woman comes in here with a beautiful dress and shoes and hat, it's hard for you to acknowledge that she's beautiful because in, in giving her credit, you're not giving yourself credit and yourself is in the midst of all of your thinking. Everything is run through you. Everything, me, myself, and I. So if Jackie Daniels buys a new house, I can't even say, baby, congratulations, your house is lovely, because I don't have a new house. So, so my stuff stops me, I'm preaching now, from complimenting her. Can I get a witness? I know years ago, a woman came in church, and, 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 and I heard women say, she thinks she's cute. I said, so do you. That's why you said it. Can I get a witness? We, we ought to be able, we ought to be able to separate our stuff. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. Can I get a witness? I, we, we ought to be able not to include our worth in everything. That's the problem in the church. People, people usher, sing on the choir, preach. People who serve, they put their worth in their work. So when the work is hurting, now your worth is hurting. Oh, I'm preaching, Doc. I'm, we are accepted in the beloved. My worth ain't got nothing to do with this one. I belong to Jesus Christ. He loves me. He died for me. He rose for me. He's my joy. He's my happiness. Come on now. He's my reward. Hey, there's nothing you can say to me to make me feel bad if my comprehension of him is in the right place. I know my Redeemer liveth. And I know that he's able. We got guilt. Listen to this. Guilt, a sense of self-condemnation, real or imagined, a failure, a lack of confidence. Some of us are struggling with guilt. Guilt from the past, guilt from the present. We're dealing with guilt. Some of us anger, orge, Greek word, wrath. We provoke people or people provoke us all the time. You're just full of hell. Can I get a witness? Pistis, pistio, faith. Instead of a conviction and a strong belief, we are flickering all over the place. And then contention, strife, quarrel, contentious. And these emotional, psychological, and mental wounds <sighs> cuts us off from the power source. Hmm. And so then you have people that will deduct. We have inductive reasoning and deductive reasoning. You have people that would deduct and say, listen, well, I know what I do. Uh, you know, this marriage ain't getting it. She ain't meeting my needs. I, uh, so therefore, I'll go get a new mate. I said it this morning. Listen, new shoes don't help bad feet. I'm, I'm going to talk about this thing, Doc. See, see, you go out and get all the new shoes you want. But if your feet are bad, if you got corns and bunions and you need your, you need your nails cut, 
You, you can keep putting them shoes, new shoes. I'm preaching now. New shoes with bad feet won't help you. I don't care how many husbands you get. I don't care how many wives you get. You got bad feet. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I can smell it. You got bad feet. and not you it's you we got these wounds don't we have wounds come on now we got wounds all of us have wounds we've been hurt we've been devastated we've been disappointed we've messed up we've fallen short we failed we're fractured Son of man, can these bones live? Yes, preach to the bones. Give the bones my word. Then preach to the spirit. Because it's the spirit that's going to make the word work. Y'all ain't getting this. Can I get a witness? So the church is full of wounds. And everybody is in denial. We're wounded. We're dysfunctional men and women walking in our wounds. You know why people are addicted to drugs and alcohol? Escapism. They, wanna, they want something else to take them out of the realm of their pain. Are y'all getting this? And the church is full of wounded people. We're full of wounded people. Man. And, see, and see, people only let you see what they want you to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's three sides of every story. Your side, their side, and the truth. truth. The truth of the matter is we just carry all these wounds around. You understand? And here's what we do. We hold others hostage. And the ones we hold hostage are innocent. They had nothing to do with your original wounds. Oh, let me, let me, let me preach this again. Let me preach this again. Can I get a witness? So we're wounded, we're wounded, we're wounded. So Paul comes along. And Paul wants us to understand the movements of the Holy Spirit. For whom he did for no, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of Christ. We got to let God bring healing to our wounds. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. That people who don't take onus, who can never say, I'm the problem. It's me. I'm wrong. You are, listen, you are deeply wounded than others that can. Take Corinthians 10, then your strongholds start kicking in your self protective devices. So every time you feel vulnerable and wounded, that stuff you done build up over the years takes up and starts to lie to you and psych you out. Ain't nothing wrong with you. When women come in here and keep talking about their husbands, I look at them. When husbands come in and keep talking about their wives, I look at them. So what part do you play in this great equation? Are y'all getting me? Now, how many of y'all this morning know you're wounded? 
Raise your hand. You know you wounded. You know you you know you know you wounded. You know you wounded. I know this is worship. Confession is good for the soul. David said in Psalm 32, it wasn't until I confess that my bones got strong. Can I get a witness? As long as you conceal stuff, your bones are broken. So look, I, I know it's worship. I know it's worship. Can I get three people to raise their hand to stand and tell me what your wounds are? All right, brother, come on. Growing up without my dad. Growing up without your dad. Thank you, man. I love you. Growing up without his dad. Isn't that a wound? All right. How does that affect you, my brother? You always compare yourself with other men. All right. Thank you, man. Anger. Anger. All right. Not having a father. Not having a father. All right. Let me let me get some women up in here because I know y'all got some wounds. Come on. <laughs> let me. Uh, any, anybody? Any? Any? I ain't gonna point y'all. Any lady want to stand up and give? Yes, darling. Huh? Death of your father when you were younger. Thank you, baby. Balcony, right balcony, where are you? Yes. Say, say that again. Your son was murdered and you forgive his aggressive. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much. Sorry. Anybody else? Yeah. Seeing your mother abused. Thank you. Anybody else? Praise Jesus. Yes. Your what? The thought, the thought of failing. All right. All right. I ain't going to ask no more. We say praise God. Now I'm going to ask more. <laughs> we are all wounded. I'm still wounded over my dad, man. Dream about him every night. Wake up 2 o'clock in the morning, just sit there. You understand? That's a wound. Are y'all getting this? I got family members that are not saved. That's a wound. I got dysfunction in the way I think at times. That's a wound. And God says, I want to heal all this. Can I get a witness? And you know what church folk do? See, church folk... They, they keep all their wounds hidden down, tucked down, internalized, and then when something happens, they pick up the ball and go and do what they want to do and make you think of somebody. They, and, and, and we become victims. They ain't no victims. Ain't no victims. The fact of the matter is, all of us are wounded. That's why you need Jesus. The reason you need Jesus is because he knows you're wounded. Can I get a witness? And when you get them wounds fixed, your worship goes through the roof. Come see a man that told me all that I ever did is not this the Christ. Now instead of you sitting out there trying to figure out what my wounds are. And I am wounded. You need to acknowledge your own. See, you cannot be in a marriage for 15 years and take no onus for nothing. Am I preaching up in this place? You cannot blame all your stuff on somebody else. Can I get a witness? 
even if stuff happened to you, it's how you handle it. Can I get a witness? You tried to hold on, you tried to work it out, you tried to flip it and come on now, and, and, and it messed you up when you should have just transferred it to him. Can I get a witness? So child of God, I know y'all don't want to hear. All y'all want to hear about is success and, and prosperity and supernatural healing and you want to jump every Sunday and shout, but you don't want to be healed. Healing is going to cost you something. Can I get a witness? Healing is going to bring you face to face with reality. A.W. Tozer said, a great theologian, listen to this. Before God can use a man greatly, he must allow him to hurt deeply. Why? Because people don't care how much you know. People only care, listen, they, they want to know how much you care. They don't care how much you know. They want to know that you care. And I've learned until you've been hurt, you really can't help somebody else. Can I get a witness? And 2 Corinthians 2, 1, for God, the God of all comfort with the same comfort that he comforted you, he wants you to use that comfort to comfort somebody else. So if, if God never comforted me, I can't comfort you, Dawn. I can only comfort you with the same comfort the same paracletos, I, I can only come alongside to you as the Holy Ghost came inside of me when I was down in the doldrums. So God says, boy, you want to minister? You got to go first into, amen, a cesspool of misery. And when I bring you out of the misery, then you can minister. I'm preaching to somebody. Hey, hey, you got to be hurt before you can help. Can I get away? You got to go through problems before you can be a solution. Can I get it? You got to know the man from Galilee. You got to know that you know that you know that you know that you know. Well, what does that mean? That means there are moments I got to preach to myself. I got to remind myself. I got to encourage myself. I got to root up myself. I got to dance to myself. I got to wave to myself. Can I get a witness? That's the only way you're going to minister to somebody else. See, our problem is, yeah, we want to preach pastor and, and minister, but we don't want to go through nothing. Can I get a witness? You got, you, got, you, you got to go to hell and back before you can really talk to me. Do I have a witness? Why should I let you teach me a class and you ain't never been through nothing? The qualification ought not just be degrees and teacher certification. The qualification ought to be, uh, excuse me, Dr. Bruce Benton, if you want to teach this class of 25 people, please, we don't want your resume. We want your reasoning. Get up and tell us why we ought to let you teach us. And, and Bruce would say, look, put all the degrees aside. I've been to hell and back. I've been through this. I've been through that. I've been through this. I've been through that. And the Lord brought me out. 
and then the class ought to say, you can teach. Can I get a witness? I've been in hell in my marriage. I've been hell in my mind. I've been hell in my ministry. I've been hell with my money. I've suffered. I've gone under. I was ready to give up, but God, who's rich, I said he's rich in mercy. That's why you're going through what you're going through, because God is building up a resume. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's building up a resume. Can I get a witness? He, he's building something up to qualify you, to be able to be a witness for his name. Can I get a witness? He's putting something in you so you can persuade somebody else that you can be troubled on every side and yet not distressed. Perplexed, not forsaken, cast down, but never destroyed. I know. <laughs> I know that he's able. Isn't he able? He's able to, <laughs> he's able to keep me from falling. Well, wait, 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 Jones, if he's able to keep me from falling, that must mean I was at the point of falling. And at the time of my fall, he yanked me up. Somebody said he's able to keep you from falling. How many of you know he can keep you from falling? Oh, I'm a witness. He can keep you from falling. Here's what, here's what Paul does real quickly. Three levels of comprehension in this text. First, we need a comprehension as to our inner strength. 3, 14, and 16. Read in your hearing that, that God is able to protect us, that we ought to transfer our pains to him. Our conflict will only come into comfort when we, by faith, are persuaded of his comprehensive love, liberty, and life. Right here in the text. Look, 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 look. Now look, I'm, I'm, I'm moving. God is built into every believer in the strength, all right, uh, against our struggles, a paraclete, uh, a, a power over our problems. Are you with me? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in chapter 115 of Ephesians 23, he deals with enlightenment. Listen to this. He talks about enlightenment, that is to know his power. But here in chapter 3, he's not dealing with enlightenment, he's dealing with enablement to use his power. There's a whole lot of folk in the church know his power, but they don't have no experience using his power. Can I get a witness? You ain't got to say amen. Look at this. We are his workmanship. There's an education, encouragement, and energy right here in this verse. In, 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 in verses 14 and 16, look what it says. For this cause, I'm in jail, but I got down on my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with Kratos, bulldozing might by his spirit in the inner man. Here's, here's what Paul is saying. When I understand the comprehensiveness of God, 
and transfer my pains to him. And stop holding on to him. Stop trying to work him out. Stop trying to walk as a wounded man. When I listen as an act of my will, come to the end of my road and say, I can't do this. And transfer it to him. Understanding his comprehensiveness of inner strength through the Holy Spirit. Listen to this. And he says, listen to this now, I am strengthened over my struggles. See, see, listen, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I came out the world, I was into a whole lot of stuff. And one of my questions to me, myself, and I, I didn't talk to Bruce, didn't talk to him, didn't talk to Wayne, didn't talk to the church. How am I going to overcome all of the delicacies and sins of the world? How do I do this? The problem is, not only did I do them, I loved doing them. How do you get victory over something you love? Are y'all praying with me? How, how do you say no to fornication, no to adultery? How do you say no to this, no to that, no to this, no to that? It's, it's, it's through the strength in the inner man. It's through transferring the pain to the paraclete who will give you power, might, kratos. He will help you to overcome what you can't handle. It's giving my wounds to the master. Lord, I messed up in my reasoning. I, every time something is said to me, I, I'm looking at somebody. South Philly comes back. Are y'all getting me? Military comes back. Are you getting me? I don't need to handle life that way. Can I get a witness? Somebody say something wrong to me. I don't need to go back at them from my wounds. Because I'll cuss you out. And you'll cuss me out. Are y'all getting what Pastor's trying to say? I need to be like Jesus, so I need the strength on the inner man. Do I have a witness? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to preach to you. Lord, I don't want all this stuff to come out from my history. Can I get a witness? I don't, I don't need... Amen, these psychological and, and, and mental and emotional uh, uh, things that I'm struggling with come out in the church. Lord, I need the comprehensiveness of your love and liberty and life to replace this stuff. I'm, I'm judging everything through my hurts. I'm judging everything through my pain. I, I can't love my wife. I can't love my husband. I can't effectively love my children. I can't love church folk. I can't trust people. I can't, come on now, you can help me out. I'm all, I got all this stuff going on inside of me. I can't even say I'm sorry. And I'm telling you, right, some of y'all sitting out there can't even say you're sorry. I can say it. You know why I can say it? I done been there and back. Because God desires submission. Surrender. The onus is not on me to lift up my personality. The onus is on me to do the right thing. Can I get a witness? You, you might be angry, but that's your doing. You're twisted in your thinking. You're not spiritual. You're not connected to the power source. You, you're in and out. You're up and down. You're moody. You're messed up. I'm preaching now. You're full of hell. And you keep talking about heaven. Can I get a witness? Come on now. 
Women just came back from the retreat. We're on the clock. See how long this will last. We go to the mountaintop and get filled and come back down filled and next week filled and next week full of hell. Because you're not plugged in. I'm preaching in this. You're not plugged into the power source. I don't leave the house unless I talk to my Jesus. I got to be in the Word. Two o'clock this morning, I was prostrated on the floor praying to my God. I need to hear from heaven because I messed up. My wounds. My wounds. My wounds. And those of you keep wanting a new pair of shoes, you got bad feet. Get your feet straight. And the shoes you got will fit. Can I get a witness? Just get your feet straight. Well, you know, I, 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 I've been in this thing 15 years. I think it's time for me to change shoes. <laughs> then you get the next pair of shoes and you put them on. Praise God. <laughs> you got bad feet. Feet look like an octopus claw, messed up, and, they, and and on top of that they stink. And you, you, you trying to live a life with bad feet, thinking if you keep replacing the shoes, leave that one alone. Let me look at these feet up here in this pulpit. We got issues. We're angry with our children, we're angry with our husbands, we're angry with our wives, and we cover it over. We hide. We're not being truthful. Baby, I'm still hurt by what you said to me 30 years ago. And you mean you've been taking communion for 30 years? Holding something against, you know, something deep down inside? He talks about the comprehension. I don't expect no shouting. I just expect us to get out of here. We talk about the comprehension of the inner strength. Lord, I need your inner strength. Secondly, the comprehension of our internal stability. 17 and 19, real quick. That Christ, now watch this. He's dealing with our carnality, listen, against the backdrop of his comprehension. He's dealing with our transformation to the person of Jesus. Look at verse 7. He said that Christ may live, dwell in your hearts by faith. Now, this is what we call, once you get to the word that or so that, whenever you see those phrases in, in the Bible, they, they call them a purpose clause. Say purpose clause. And, and, and the clause is to show purpose that Christ may live in your hearts by faith that ye be rooted and grounded in love. Now, here, here's what Paul is preaching. And, and in the Greek, when you look at the construction of these words, it means, listen, is Jesus at home in your hearts? Don't answer. Is Jesus at home? Can your home be his home? If Jesus was to come to my house right now, would I have to hide magazines? 
would I have to uh, say, hold on, Lord, I'll be, I'll be right at the door. Wait a minute and go do something before I let him in. <laughs> I love this. Is Christ at home in your hearts? So let's, let's use this metaphor, is, is, is Christ, that he may dwell in your hearts by faith. Is he at home in your hearts? First of all, let's look at your living room, the room of wisdom, a quiet place where we meet with Jesus every morning and where we open up our day as he speaks to our souls. Can Christ come in your living room and be at home? A place of close intimacy and fellowship. Or do you get up, and a lot of people do this, I don't do it. Get up, first thing they grab their phone, see who, who texted us, who called, who emailed, you know. Get dressed, run out the door. On the way to work, thank you, Jesus. Is Christ at home in your living room? Is Christ at home in your study? That's not the wisdom, that's the work. Where you have a library of books, not on success and self-help, but 66 books. Where Joshua said, if you meditate in them day and night, the sufficiency of God, you will be prosperous in whatever you do. Can Jesus walk into your study and be at home? Here's the third room. Can Jesus walk into your family room? Hmm. A wound fixer. The room of fellowship. The room where all the family, the marriage, the home gathers. Is Jesus at home in your family room? Hmm. My God. Is Jesus at home in your recreation room? Will you enjoy the joys of Christ? And last but not least, is he at home in your dining room? That's the place of worship where there's communion. When dinner time comes, he says, instead of pass me the chicken and I'll pass you the greens, he says, pass me your problems and I'll pass you my power. me your wounds and I'll pass you my worship. The, the, the whole construction of the Greek here is, is Jesus Gene at home? Where? In your heart. See, the problem in the church, we got Jesus in our heads, but not in our hearts. And for him to be moved from head to heart involves heat. God adds heat to your life to move knowledge to intimacy. Paul said that I may know him. Lord, have mercy. See, that's why there are Christians that will never know him intimately. They got him in the head. Can I get a witness? I go to church. Yeah, good word. Got a tape. And then Monday through Saturday, I'm leaning to my own understanding. When God wants to move from your head, knowledge from your head to the heart, he just brings along a little heat. 
And what happens with the heat is what I know of God, slowly I know with God. Lord have mercy. I start to make the Bible study applicable to my life. Are you hearing this? There is a comprehension of this eternal stability. Mm. But last, there's a comprehension of God's incalculable security. Verse 20 to 21. Now, now go, go back up to verse 19. And to know, now go back 18, may be able to comprehend, see his comprehension, with all the saints, what is the breadth, length, depth, and height. Now, this is metaphoric. When you see death, breath, height, and with what Paul is saying on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit is that God's love is incomprehensible. It goes beyond our comprehension. For the love of Christ constrains us. I feel like I got a rope around my, 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 my body that only lets me go camp so far before the Holy Ghost pulls me back. Are y'all getting this? I, I don't care what Satan tempts me with. I don't care what Satan's trying to do. I'll go so far and then something starts pulling me. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? It starts pulling me back at, in, into the realm of the Holy Spirit. I can't, even, I can't even get out of his presence if I wanted to. Songwriter said, if I make my bed in hell, he's there. If I, I make my bed on the wings of glory, he's there. Wherever we go, there's an omniscient, omnipresent, all-wise God. He is beyond your comprehension. But look what Paul says, verse 18, that may be able to comprehend. No, 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 no. And to know, Ganusco, the love, the intimate love of Jesus Christ. Jesus loves you more than you love yourself. Jesus loves you more than you can think of love. Jesus loves you more than you can persuade yourself of love. So if you don't love yourself, just know that Jesus loves you. Can I get a witness? If you don't like yourself, Jesus loves you. If you deny yourself, Jesus loves you. I'm preaching to somebody. If you're unfaithful, he's faithful. Jesus loves you. Can I get a witness? If, if your wounds are not healed and, and you're messed up with wounds, he loves you. He loves you anyhow. You know what makes you come back and worship him when you know no matter what you've done or where you've been or what you're doing that he loves you beyond yourself. He loves you more than you can love yourself. He loves you more than your husband can love you. He loves you more than your wife can love you. He loves you more than the church can love you. He loves because his love is incomprehensible for God so Love the world. And that's incomprehensible that he gave his only begotten son. Now, I'm sorry. I'm not giving my son for no sinners. In fact, I ain't giving my son for saints. I can say that now. <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. Look, look how he closes this section. 
Hallelujah. He talks about God being incomprehensible and God being able to perform. He says, now unto him. Here's what you got to do with your wounds. You got to get it to him. You got to get it to him, Bruce. Lord, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling with this pornography. I'm struggling with all this mess that's in my heart. I'm struggling, amen, with all the mess from my history. I'm struggling with all the mess in my hurts. But now unto him. He's, he's able to perform. You got to look to the hills from whence cometh your help. Look what he says. He's able and look, look, look. He can perform. Why? To do exceedingly, abundantly, above. Give it to God. God says, I got it. I can heal this stuff. Can I get a witness? He's able to perform. He's able to promote above all that we ask or think. Can I get a witness? He's able to bring peace according to the power that's working in us. Thank you, Jesus. He's able. There's a comprehensive strength, a comprehensive stability, a comprehensive security. He's able. Abandon your feelings of guilt and shame. Transfer your pain to Jesus. Abolish your fears, your failures, and your fractures. And appropriate the love of God that passes all understanding. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. How do I get rid of these wounds? By transferring the pain to Jesus. Lord, I need you to take my mess. And I need a medicine for my mess. Here's the medicine. The medicine is, hallelujah, the comprehension of God. The more I can comprehend who he is, it adds medicine to my wounds. Am I preaching up in this place? The more I can add comprehension to who he is, the more my wounds will disintegrate. The more I praise him for who he is, my mess of the past will be gone. The more I lean on who he is, Paul says it's a comprehension now unto him who's able. Isn't he able? He's able to keep you from falling. He's able to do far exceedingly abundantly, but he's able to turn your wounds into worship. He's able. Can I get a witness? He did it for the woman at the well. Can I get a witness? He did it for Mary and Martha. Can I get a witness? He did it for Peter, James, and John. Can I get a witness? He did it for Raymond Gordon. He's doing it for Raymond Gordon. Can I get a witness? I'm wounded and hurt on the inside. But God, I said, but God, who's rich, any rich, any rich in mercy. You got to give your wounds to him. Stop denying that you have them. Stop concealing them. Stop, amen, fighting for them. You're no good. I'm no good. Can I get a witness? But God. I said, but God. But God. But God. But God. But God, but God, who's rich in mercy, aren't you tired of walking in the dysfunction of your wounds? Aren't you tired of walking as dead man going to hell? God is able. He will come alongside of you. He will promote his promises in you. And we know 
that all things are working together for the good. He that have begun a good work in us will keep on doing it to the day of Jesus Christ. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. The Lord is my refuge. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my victory. Say it, say it, say it. They hung him high. They stretched him out. They laughed in his face. They spit on him. They stuck him with a spear in his side. They nailed him to the cross. Then they nailed him to the cross. And the Bible says he died. Then he died. He died. He died. He died. Till the sun stopped shining. He died. Till the earth stopped reeling and rocking. He died. To a Roman centurion said, Surely, surely, surely. This was the Son of God, but early, 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 Sunday morning, he got up with all power, all power, all power in his hand. You don't need to be dysfunctional walking in your wounds you need the comprehensive wisdom of almighty God and you can transfer all your wounds and pain to Jesus right now Lord I'm dysfunctional I want to be delivered I'm messed up can I get a witness I've messed up in my ministry. I've messed up in my marriage. I've messed up in my mind. I've messed up in my money. I me messed up. I need you to come and bring healing and hope and holiness. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, every eyes closed. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus in the part of your sins, you're not saved, raise your hand. Be honest. Jesus said, if you deny me, I will deny you. Is there one? Just be honest. You want to give your life to Christ. He died for your sins and buried and rose again. Is there one? Balcony. Is there one you want to be saved this morning? Or perhaps you want to join a church for your Christian experience. Is there one? Raise your hand. We'd love to have you. Is there one? Is there one? Praise God. Father, we're wounded. We keep walking in dysfunction. Outwardly, we claim that we're clothed and cleansed, but we're cluttered with our historical sins, and we don't know how to relieve ourselves of them. But through what Paul preached, if you would give us a full comprehension of who you are, our wounds will turn to worship, our problems will turn to power. For it is in you that we move, live, and have our being. So as we leave this place, Lord God, take our wounds.
take all of our pain of the past, take our dysfunction, our wrong. Lord, we want to be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, new shoes won't help bad feet. God bless you. Love you. Vote. We'll see you Wednesday.